0: Sam. Oh hey Bev. What you drinking over there? I felt like having a wild tonic hard kombucha. Ooh
1: yummy. What flavor is it?
0: It's the mango ginger. Nice. I'm coming down to the uh, last bottles of my binge purchasing of it (laughs) (laughs) when I bought out an entire Whole Foods.
1: (laughs) I mean no big deal.
0: What'd you open over there?
1: So I have a Puck's rose that is a strawberry, rhubarb, and hibiscus hard cider. And I was looking at the ingredients and it says apples, rhubarb, strawberry, hibiscus flour and sugar. That's it.
0: That sounds delicious.
1: Like that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and it's in it's from Michigan from Conklin, mm. Michigan. I have no clue where that is, but I don't appreciate <laughs> them putting the nutritional facts on the back of this can. This I do not need to know, but it's a really pretty can and it's very delicious. So there's that.
0: Nice. I love strawberry rhubarb. It's like my favorite combination mm. and I had never had rhubarb before starting visiting Ohio. Really? Yep. I
1: guess I never had rhubarb until college where... There was Traverse City Pie Company, and that's the first time I tried rhubarb pie, and mm. it was real good. But this isn't pie hour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not? No. What are we doing here? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Welcome to We Drink and We Prime Things, the mini
1: And this year, we are making these mini-sodes all about you, our listeners. Oh, <laughs> oh, and in today's episode, we have a few can't evens to share with you, and we have a few stories that we're very excited to read, and I intentionally did not really read any of these beforehand, so I could be surprised.
0: I unintentionally did not read anything <laughs> beforehand. I just ran out of time, so I just showed up here and poured a beverage. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's why we're a good team. Exactly. This is going to be fun. This is going to be good. And our drinks this episode were sponsored by at Honey Creek Homestead, which is our friend Kayla. So cheers, lady.
1: Cheers.
0: All right. Let's get us kicked off with this first one, which I felt really inappropriate laughing at when I saw <laughs> it show up in the group. It was posted in there by Tamara. Did I pronounce that right?
1: It's Tamara or Tamara. So, I mean, we could be right 50-50.
0: We're going to go with it. Either or. Let us know how to pronounce your name because I definitely want to pronounce it right in the future. But anyways, the the title of this article is Canine Bites Cow, Deputy Tases Canine, Cow Kicks Deputy. (laughs) And oh my gosh, that's just so much to unpack in one article. It
1: is. It really is.
0: So I guess the gist of it is that the cop showed up there because he was called there because of a potential burglary and his canine got like freaked out by the cow (laughs) because he was a canine unit. So that was what happened. And so when the dog like went over to engage the cow, I guess the deputy somehow got wrapped in on it and then the cow kicked the deputy (laughs) (laughs) so I guess the the deputy actually tased the cow because he was afraid that his canine dog was gonna get hurt (laughs) I mean
1: that makes sense cows are really big animals
0: (laughs) yeah they are and like I haven't seen Percy get aggressive towards anything that's in his uh pasture but I can imagine that even him, as only a three hundred pound dog, could or dog, three hundred pound cow, <laughs> could do a lot of damage to a dog. Oh, right? absolutely, could kill it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fair enough. And the canine is technically a police officer, so he has to be protected too. Mm-hmm. So in the end, though, everyone's okay. And that's that's all good that matters. That's good.
1: <laughs> and our next can't even was posted by Jill. In our Facebook group. And the title is, um, and the winner of the mayoral race in Fairhaven, Vermont, is a therapy dog. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, can a therapy dog come be my town's mayor? Because that would be awesome. I
1: mean, or some kind of funny animal. Yeah. So this is how this happens. So. There's a small there's an election in a small Vermont town where even children can vote. and the people there chose a new mayor, which was this therapy dog. And apparently it was a very tight race. Uh, but Murphy, a three year old cavalier King Charles Spaniel, came out on top. Eighteen animals were on the ballot, and Murphy edged out the incumbent, a three year old Nubian goat named Lincoln by 25 votes
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right now i'd rather have the goat yeah i
1: mean we're a little biased too i mean we both have dogs we both have goats but i mean can you imagine just a goat yelling at everyone in town and he's the mayor (laughs) i mean what's better
0: (laughs) after spending 40 miles in a car with a screaming goat i'm gonna say (laughs) it would be kind of entertaining but also quite tiresome after a while
1: (laughs) so apparently this is like a two-year tradition um and a pet owner can enter their pet in the race with a five dollar registration fee and uh like i said before kids can even vote but this year we had murphy we had Lincoln, the goat, and then Sammy, a six-year-old German shepherd rescue in the Fairhaven Police Department's K-9 dog, came in third place. So this is, like, pretty intense. People take this pretty seriously.
0: It sounds like it.
1: But also very entertaining. And I think probably good for, like, town morale. So, you know, I think it's awesome that they do that. I yeah. I think more places should do that. <laughs> just for fun. Like, obviously, you can have, like, an
0: actual mayor, but yeah i mean the the dog can't like sign legislation or anything i
1: mean you know what Beth? <laughs> somebody can put an ink pad on his paw and he can totally sign
0: <laughs> uh, fair enough fair enough <laughs> i was just gonna say too i think that this is a great way to engage kids in the process yeah early age too so hmm. there you go what's
1: next beth <laughs>
0: our next can't even was shared by our friend jessica from first saturday lime and it is man brings llama in tuxedo to sister's wedding and she is not amused
1: oh why wouldn't she be amused
0: i have no idea i would be amused (laughs) if someone brought a llama to my wedding personally
1: he's dressed for the occasion and looks very dapper i don't know why she's mad
0: I know. And the look on her face is like something else. I feel like
1: (laughs) his tux is better than her dress, in my opinion, (laughs) to each their own. But I think he looks quite snazzy.
0: He does. He looks super snazzy. But it turns out there's a backstory to this. So apparently, this guy that brought a llama to his sister's wedding, Mm -hmm. he told her before she was even dating anybody or like thinking about getting married, that he was going to bring a llama to her wedding. And Mm -hmm. she was like, okay. Do it.
1: (laughs) Challenge accepted.
0: And five years later, when she's actually dating someone and getting ready to get married, he reminds her that he's bringing a llama to her wedding. (laughs) So this is like the brother practical joke that just wouldn't die. (laughs) And he legit rented a llama from a farm and had a tuxedo specially commissioned for this llama just to bring it to the wedding. And the worst part is, is that the venue wouldn't even let this dapperly dressed llama in. So it was like a three minute joke.
1: <laughs> That's a very elaborate plan and joke for it to be so like short lived. But I hope it was worth it for him. I feel like it probably was.
0: I feel like it probably was too. Like I think that this like blew up on Reddit and like went on the news and all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, obviously, it went on the news cuz we're reading it from an article. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that. But it's a super cute picture. She looks super annoyed. He looks super happy. Yes, he does. And she says that even though her face looks like she's like super annoyed and she thinks that that's the reason why I went Viral, like she really wasn't all that upset about it, (laughs) and she said that that's pretty much her face constantly when she looks at her brother. So there's that. I
1: totally have RBF, so I get it.
0: I mean, yeah, (laughs) I have like the opposite problem. I have resting smiling face. People are like, "Why are you smiling so much? What is wrong with you? Why are
1: you always so happy?"
0: People have said that to me and I'm like, I don't know, this is just my like natural face. When yeah. I'm
1: uncomfortable, I just <laughs> smile. When I'm happy, I smile.
0: That's it.
1: <laughs> when I'm nervous, I smile. When I'm having anxiety, I smile. Pretty much. I mean, I laugh at laugh at inappropriate things all the damn time. Like I had a doctor's appointment today and it was really hard not to crack a small coronavirus joke <laughs> when I had to fill out that form. But, you know, it's probably not appropriate.
0: <laughs> I mean, depends on your audience, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. So I get to we get to read some farm stories now. Um, I can read one first. And this is from Six Paws Farm. And it is their story. And she says hi sam and bev apologies in advance if this story is obnoxiously long whatever we love long stories it's fine
0: yes we totally do my
1: farm story is how we accidentally became a farm animal sanctuary when my husband and i adopted our first goats we dreamed of running a dairy goat farm making cheese and soap and maybe produce and honey so many dreams uh the two weathers were to test and practice our goat skills but we click quickly ended up rescuing an injured doe in pretty bad shape from a breeding farm nursing her back to health and happiness fed our undying love for animals who needed a safe place to land after all my husband and i have spent our whole lives bringing in wayward cats and dogs so why change now
0: <laughs> <laughs> i identify with this story so much <laughs>
1: yes Within a year of getting those first three goats, we got we had a horse, several roosters and more cats. Our neighbors and local vets office soon began to see us as those crazy neighbors who would take in any animal. We were suckers. The more in need an animal was, the harder it was to say no. And then reality hit in an uncontrollable way. I work for the federal government as my day job, and in December 2018, the longest government shutdown in history began. As the primary breadwinner for our farm, it hit me hard that I was heavily responsible for our ability to care for these animals. As this shutdown dragged into January 2019, we had a wonderful family and friends donate money and supplies to help keep the animals fed and cared for. I cried with gratitude, but I kept asking myself, what if this happened again? Three days after the shutdown ended, we took in two newborn goats that were near death. Not the best idea we we ever had after a stressful two months, but again, we're suckers and couldn't say no. As we nursed them back to health miraculously, I might add, but there's another, that's another story, which we totally want to hear. Mm -hmm. a plan started forming which was good because by spring we had three additional baby goats seriously what is wrong with us and another (laughs) cat or two i'd lost count at this point well you know (laughs) we had talked and done research about starting a nonprofit rescue slash sanctuary but were we really ready to pull the trigger it's a lot of work when we ended, almost ended up with a baby alpaca late that summer. That's a whole nother story too. Also want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, they went for it. Next thing we knew, we had bylaws written and became a registered nonprofit in our state as Six Paws Farm, an animal sanctuary. But before we got our official five hundred one c three status paperwork into the IRS, I changed jobs, jobs, and we moved to a new state. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So now here we are in March 2020, and I'm working through the paperwork to establish our sanctuary in a new state. Then we'll be on our way to official 501c3 status thereafter. In the meantime, we have work to do and mouths to feed, but we love our new role in building a place where animals can go who have special needs. We already have a goat with deformed hooves and legs, a cat with no teeth, an old goat, a lame horse, the list goes on, or nowhere else to go. We also have the dream of dairy goats as well as growing produce to sell while their bees provide wax and honey. But now everything we we hope to achieve in farming will go immediately back to the sanctuary to support the needs of animals we care for. And as a super secret announcement, I'm only sharing with the Drink and Farm family right now. Mm. They'll be announcing it publicly in the next month or so. We'll be taking in our first official and legit rescue since forming our sanctuary a 600 pound tamworth pig named cordelia oh her rescuer is coming to our new farm to build her a pen and he'll be providing a monthly donation to the sanctuary so she'll always be taken care of we are so grateful for the opportunity to do this and can't wait to see what the future holds for us if anyone wants to follow their antics, they're on Facebook and Instagram at Six Palos Farm. They're also on TikTok. But since I'm basically ancient in TikTok terms, I'm not, it might not be as entertaining as I think I am. know? Yes. <laughs> <Ditto. laughs> same. Cheers, Vanessa.
0: <laughs> so I don't have a TikTok yet, but I think I need to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, same. It's just one more thing. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. So I love a ton of things about that story. Because one of the things is, you can still have a farm and raise farm animals and produce and bees and feed people And be a sanctuary for animals who can't fulfill that purpose. So I think that's super cool. Thanks so much for sharing that with us, Vanessa.
1: That was a journey. I felt like I was riding the roller coaster with you a little bit.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) I also clearly remember the pain from that government shutdown. Because while I don't work directly for the government, I am a government contractor. So (laughs)
1: Yeah. I remember um, my sister-in-law going through that because she has a government job. And it was not fun.
0: Yeah. Okay, so our next story is from our friend Katie at Sticky Holler Farm, and she says, Hey, Bev and Sam, I have another drama-filled Sticky Holler Farm story for y'all. <laughs> so they say, some donkeys make good guardians. She says some in asterisks, <laughs> which is a good way to say that. <laughs> Mine also make good tattletales. Aww. I told my husband that we needed to wait until we had stronger fencing in the barnyard, check the big pasture fencing for holes, and build an escape platform in case the donkeys decided to be asses before we let our three Nigerian dwarf goats out in the pasture. They've spent their whole 11 months of life in the barnyard, so they don't know what they're missing. When you don't know what you're missing, you're usually content where you're at, right? I told him once they got to experience that, it was going to be hell keeping them in. (laughs) I agree. I totally agree with you. Yes. Corey decided to let the goats frolic in the pasture one night before I got home. Lo and behold, he couldn't get Hank back into the barnyard. (laughs) Lucky for him, Tina, our eight-month-old mini donkey, decided she'd help play sheepdog and helped him herd Hank back into the barn. That's super awesome. Donkeys actually do have a natural herding instinct, so I'm not surprised by that. (laughs) I was impressed with Tina, but shocking to Cory. Not with the fact that he had let them out. (laughs) Skip to today. I'm digging yucca roots out of the ground to make room for more cut flower beds. I see Reba and Tina with their ears erect on a mission towards the barn. I stand up to see what they're alerting at. It's Patsy the goat. She, yeah. (laughs) She apparently shoved herself against the fence as hard as she could, broke the fence, and escaped. Cute. (laughs) Cute. I jump up and make a beeline for the fence, not knowing how the donkeys would treat her without us being present. My husband runs after me, the whole time I'm screaming, I told you, I fucking told you not to let them out. I love the way she uses fucking. I think that's genius. We should use that. We really should. (laughs) We spent the next 10 minutes trying to coax her to us. This drama ends with me having to essentially tackle Patsy in a compost pile and Corey saying, I'm sorry, you were so right. <laughs> I
1: feel like that is one of the most gratifying things I can hear from my husband, though, that I rarely hear is, I'm sorry, you were right. So at least he had the, you know, the wherewithal to say that in that moment. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, I know. I totally agree. <laughs> Moral of the story. Men do your wives, goats, and donkeys a favor and listen when she has a legitimate reason for something. <laughs>
1: Amen, sister.
0: She said, I definitely enjoyed a cold one after that. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love her so much. You can follow her over at Sticky Holler Farm on Instagram in case listeners aren't following her yet. Mm-hmm. And she hosts uh, hashtag Ear Bray Love over on Instagram, too, which is all about donkeys.
1: Yes, yes. Our last farm story for today is from Sydney, and uh, it's a short one that she actually just posted in the group, but I thought it was cute, so I'm posting it here and talking about it. Um, So it's pretty short, and she says, we have a pasture with goats, a horse, and a cow in it. We got some new goats, and our dogs aren't used to them yet and keep barking at them. Yesterday, our typically docile and calm horse got spooked when the dogs ran at the fence, barking. My eight and five-year-old sons were on his back, bareback, just hanging out, (laughs) riding him while he grazed. Once spooked, he began bucking and bucked those boys right off. They're fine, just freaked out and sore. They came running into the house crying and I was making sure there were no broken bones when my eight-year-old turns to me straight-faced and says, I landed in cow poop and it got in my mouth. (laughs) I totally lost it at that point and laughed hysterically. Both boys are fine and they will be getting back on that horse. (laughs)
0: I love that so much. I haven't been brave enough to let my kids just like go hang out in the pasture without me. Maybe that's my like city Uh, mom in me being cautious.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like dogs are a little or not dogs. Horses are can be a little different. Like if you really know the horse,
0: you know, that's true.
1: And I know how much work you've put in with Herc. And you guys have a good relationship, but do you feel like he's also established a good relationship with your kids enough to where maybe you can loosen that boundary?
0: Probably not. Mm -hmm. They don't go out there with me enough.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I lean on the side of better safe than sorry. Even with our goats and my stepkids, like they're goats. They're probably going to be fine, but they can get knocked over pretty easily. And the last thing I want to do is them get knocked over and conk their head on like the two by four that it's out there oh yeah (laughs) and then go back to moms with a black eye like you know stepmom of the year award over here (laughs) those are good stories i'm in such a good mood now
0: yes me too that was so much fun thank you guys for sending those to us and if you have a can't even go ahead and post that over in our facebook community for us and we'll read it on the podcast probably and send us your farm stories because these minisodes are super fun for us we hope they're really fun for you too
1: And we would love to answer your questions. So maybe if you don't have a can even or a story, you can email us your questions at drinkandfarm.com. And maybe we'll add in a little section of the mini-sode there for that too. Oh yeah, that'd be super Mm fun. And make sure you hit that subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. And leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts to possibly be entered into a monthly drawing.
0: And be sure and share this episode over on Instagram. If you share a screenshot of you listening to it and tag us in your stories at Drink and Farm, we'll send you a coupon code good for that week to get a discount on our merch. And make sure you check out the show notes to
1: see links to our social media, our merch shops, and all of the fun can't even articles we talked about today.
0: So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for joining us for this mini-zone. Yeah. And until next time. Drink. Farm. And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink
1: and farm things. Spring has almost sprung and it's time to plan out what poultry you're going to order. We highly recommend my pet chicken because they have so much to offer.
0: You can order day-old chicks and waterfowl, chicken supplies, hatching eggs, and there's a wealth of information on their website. You can mix and match all the breeds with no per-breed minimum. The possibilities and combinations are just about endless.
1: So go to mypetchicken.com slash farm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order. That link lets them know that we sent you, and it's a great way to support our podcast and fulfill all of your poultry addiction needs.